Welcome to the Wingman Nation Men's Moment Podcast, a weekly podcast where we share tips on being a better husband, father, and a more godly man. Hey, this is John Delaney, Director of Operations at Wingman Nation. Thanks for joining us today. Please let your friends know that this podcast is available at wingmannation.com and at all the major podcast platforms like Apple, Pandora, Spotify, Google, and more. Okay, Wingman Nation, this week we're continuing on with the Jesus and Masculinity series. This week's episode is about being intentional. We're going to look at how Jesus, as a habit, used mealtimes as a setting to share important truths about himself and his teaching. The scripture verse for this week is Luke 24, verses 40 through 43. Hey, now join me along with Wingman Nation co-founder, Pastor Jay Dennis. Here we go. Good morning, Wingman Nation. This is John Delaney, Director of Operations at Wingman. I am here with Wingman co-founder, Pastor Jay Dennis. Good morning, Brother Jay. Good morning, John. Man, it's a beautiful day here in Florida, isn't it? It is. We have managed to uh, avoid a hurricane, or at least we have here in... uh, but boy, it's still humid out, isn't it? Oh my goodness! Uh, kind of walked into a cloud. Even at six o'clock this morning was kind of rough, big time. Yeah. Well, listen. This morning we are uh, continuing on the uh, masculinity, a Jesus and masculinity series, and uh, we're going to talk about being intentional today. Yeah. And uh, with that in mind, Pastor Jay, take it away, bro. Yeah, we want to begin with Luke twenty four forty three forty three. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet. And while they still did not believe it because of joy and amazement, he asked them, Do you have anything here to eat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. Jesus, as a habit, used mealtimes to connect with people and to connect people to each other. We see it often. Jesus intentionally used mealtimes as a setting to share important truths about himself and his teachings. When one looks in the life of Jesus and how he interacted with people, there are multiple examples, John, of of him using the setting of a meal to build relationships with others, including those he did not know personally, or those who who didn't know God personally. In the book of Luke, for instance, there are at least 10 examples of Jesus using a meal to communicate his love and his truth. Someone has called this table fellowship. And I like that. I like it. Jesus used mealtimes to fellowship with his followers. He used meals to help build people's faith as he fed 5,000 people. In fact, they say that that was just men. If you counted everyone, women and children, it was like 25,000 people that he fed. He used meals to connect with the lost, those who do not have a relationship with God. In fact, Jesus compared sharing the gospel to inviting people to a wonderful meal. He used a meal to communicate truth, even difficult truths. But we ask, why meals? People tend to be more relaxed. They let down their guard. Meals provide a non-distracted time to share what's on a person's heart. Meals bring a sense of belonging and togetherness. 
They're a way to show that you're giving your time and attention to speak into people's lives. If I take the time to have a meal with you, that's saying your time is important to me and you're important to me. Absolutely. And I want to affirm you. So you can have conversations during a mealtime that I've seen that otherwise you might have missed. So Jesus is showing us that we need to be intentional about having meals with our family, with our friends, and with those who don't know God. It's true. It's true. And and you know, I just from a from a child standpoint, from from being a parent, right? That time together, you can talk about um, things that come out that you normally wouldn't yeah. come out otherwise. And it's usually because there there's a group dynamic to it. That's right. And so when someone's you know how's it going, and someone says, "Oh, everything is okay," and then yeah. there's another person there, it's nudging them to say, "Really, tell them the truth." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is so good. And and so often there's laughter at a family meal. Absolutely. You know, funny things happen. Sure. That funny things come up. Sure. That I think honestly we would have missed if we were watching TV sure. or we were playing a game or yeah. something, but. You're you're sitting there together, your guard is down, and you're able just to say some funny things. Well, you're having a conversation as opposed to watching Jeopardy. That's right. <laughs> or, exactly. or Wheel of Misfortune. <laughs> That's good. Well, we're going to talk about uh, some some lessons on masculinity and, and how you can apply these um, to your life. Uh, this isn't, uh, this is really just, hey, let's, let's talk about what this really means. Yeah. Um, let's, uh, number one is make eating at least one meal together, uh, each day with your family a priority. Yeah. Um, let it be a standard that you pass down to your children. I see it in my kids. Yes. Um, because they sat around the table at least five nights a week, if not six. That's Usually right. we had one little casual or out, sure. something like that. Or the, as they got older, mm-hmm. they were in different directions. You know, one had to work or whatever. So it's so important. And I see that, that it worked with me, with my kids because That's right. mine do the same thing. Exactly. They might eat, eat at the same time. But they they do have family time together, That's which good. is great. Uh, number two is have at least one intentional meal a week with a friend. Yeah. This could be an accountability relationship. Important. So important. Yeah. Even if it's just uh, – I mean, accountability is is powerful. Sure. Uh, if, if you're willing to meet with somebody to, to say, hey, look, this is what's going on in my life. Right. I, I need you to hold me accountable. I need – you know – that's where we really have the ability to, to ask each other questions and, and hold each mm-hmm. other's feet to the fire. That's right. You know, are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going through it with a friend. Yeah. You know, holding his feet to the fire in, 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 re- in recovery, you know. Yes. Um, so it is important. Um, I, I know I'm sure there's plenty of examples in your life where you've had. Absolutely. And, and it is something you look forward to, too. Sure it is. You know, it's a time when you know you can sit down with a friend and you can share some things. You can get some things off your chest. Yeah. Or you can just uh, reminisce uh, or, or laugh together. Well, I, I mean, know, I know so you important. and I go on a lunch We together. love it. It's like we just, all we do <laughs> we is laugh. A, we have a good time. <laughs> we do. Hey, number three, take your wife on a weekly date for a meal. Yes. I think that's so critical. Yes. Um, um, you know, even at, at you know at this point in life, when the kids are all out of the house, 
and sitting down for dinner together is important, but to go somewhere just yeah. to get out and, and, and again, have a laugh, enjoy yes. where you're at, maybe hear some music, whatever it may be. I think it's a great, great idea. Uh, date you know? your wife. I yeah. mean, don't let that stop, guys. Uh, continue to date her. And uh, it doesn't have to be a fancy meal. No. It doesn't have to no. be expensive. Not at all. Uh, you can go for ice cream. You can just do something That's together, it. but have that sacred weekly date. That's it. I had someone the other, uh, the other day we were joking about uh, that last week, Sean and I, celebrated uh on june 30th we celebrated 30 37th anniversary of our first date <laughs> of your first <laughs> of yes our first day. we have one of those too yeah and we went to bennigan's for dinner yeah we went to see gremlins at the movie theater <laughs> we went back to bennigan's then we went dancing and uh, uh and and it was it was interesting and somebody said i remember when you had babies and, uh, and you used to open the car door for her and and i set a standard for my husband to make sure you yes. opened the car door wow that's, that, I said, wow that's really bringing bringing some memories back that is all right at least once a month take a lost person out for a meal yeah um that's something kind of unique it is um i i occasionally have an experience or an opportunity to do that right uh and it's amazing what can happen. And, you know, some people are, are receptive to Jesus right off the bat. They are. And some you just got to hit over the head. Exactly. Times, you know? Exactly. So. But in a me- at a mealtime, John, it's easy to turn that conversation into something spiritual. It is, especially if that person's lost, there's something going on in their life. That's right. That needs some attention. Yes. They need some love. They need they don't need judgmental right. people saying, Hey, you should be doing this. They need someone to come alongside of them and say, Hey man, how can I help you? Exactly. What can I do for you? Exactly. You know, what or, can I what can I do to pray? Well, how can I pray for you? That just shocks people. The, and that's a great opportunity to pray right there before the meal. Absolutely. Uh, even, even in public. It is. It's amazing the number of times that we will do that and someone will come up afterwards and say, you know, I noticed you all were praying yeah. uh, before yeah. the meal. And uh, and they'll comment on that. Yeah. But with an unsafe person, uh, that's an occasion for you to ask that person, hey, as I bless our meal, how how can I pray for you? Right, right. And again, just opening the door for spiritual. Yeah, things. that's you know, it's, and it's funny too when you pray in public. I uh, I recall very vividly the first time I had lunch with Dave Enslow. Yeah, um, and and he that the server, the waitress came over and she was everything okay, and he said, "Can I, you know, can we pray for you right mm. now?" And mm. it was so interesting that how receptive and never did I ever experience in the times with him could, that he would ask the right. server if he could pray for them that they said no. Just exactly. never happened. So people you want to be prayed for. You don't know who you don't know who's lost. You it could be the know. person you're with, it could be the person waiting on you. Absolutely. You know? Well, number five, <clears throat> how can I open my home? To minister to people. Yeah. Um, that's such a, you know, entertaining. People think it's complicated. It's Mm-mm. like, you know, it really doesn't need to be. Mm-mm. Come on over. You know, we're having a barbecue. Right. You know, we're going to hang out on the patio and, you know, sit around the table and laugh and giggle and have fun and that's listen right. to some music. Uh, but what a great opportunity. You know, um, again, the meals create an atmosphere to minister that's to those it. in need. And it could be as casual as a hey, bring a you know bring a a, a watermelon with you, right. and we'll provide the the dinner the main dinner, 
you know. So good. Uh, I like this this um, statement by Tony Campolo. Yeah. It says there are uh, so few things that can be controlled in a child's life these days that parents who neglect the use of ritual have neglected one of the few available instruments for building emotional mm. security and loyal to, loyalty to family values. Yeah. When parents ask me how they can help their children overcome their insecurities, when they ask whoop, uh, when they ask me how they can get their children to embrace the right kind of behavior right. patterns, when parents ask how they can give their children good feelings about themselves, I say ritual. Yes. So good. One of these rituals uh, is consistently having a meal every day with your family. Even with our busy schedules, we just yeah. really need to make time for what's important uh, to us. You That's know? right. Make it a priority right now. Having a meal with your family, it does yield multiple blessings and memories. That's a fact. I know it does, and I know you do as it's well. So often when we get together as a family, uh, our kids will bring up something that happened at a meal time, and uh, that was a, a, a funny moment. So I, I love that. You know, there's a. Um, quote here that says the dinner table is a sacred place for a family to come together. Yeah. And with family dinners on the decline and 59% of Americans reporting that their family today has fewer family dinners when they were growing up, perhaps it's time to turn the tables. So listen to these nine based reasons as proof that meatloaf or not, family (laughs) dinners are important. So I'm just going to read through these. Number one, family dinners mean better family relationships. Number two, family meals lead to healthier food choices. Number three, eating as a family leads to better grades. Now, that has been statistically proven. Interesting. Yeah. Number four, family dinners lead to greater happiness. Research examining 5,000 teenagers has shown that when children eat with their parents on a regular basis, they are more likely to be emotionally strong and have better mental health. Isn't that interesting? Yes. The next one. Homemade meals promote portion control. (laughs) (laughs) Family dinners equal healthy kids. When families eat together, young children are less likely to be overweight or obese because these children eat regular, nutritious, home-cooked meals and also help in making or serving those meals. Family dinners relieve stress. Now, I've seen that happen. You know, you come home from a difficult day, a demanding job, or a tough school day, or mom is worn out. This does tend to relieve some stress. And then finally, and this is pretty important, eating at home saves money. So if you're in most young families are on a limited budget anyway, uh, so uh, eat at home more often. And uh, there's so many ways that you can save money, and that's one of them. Yeah, that's a great idea, too. It really is. And it's funny, some of these, as I read them, I'm thinking, yeah, healthy kids. I don't know. I I grew up, you know, five kids spread out over a lot of years. But I have have one sister that has four boys. And and going to their house to eat was like you needed to make sure you got – food before they got anything <laughs> because there would be nothing left. There you go. You know, so. Well, listen, we have an action plan for you to take, and it's a really simple one. Yeah. Today, not tomorrow, today, right. make a commitment 
that is the spiritual leader of your home, you will communicate the one meal a day together priority with your family. Determine which night each week you'll have a date with your wife as well. That's your action plan for today. Guys, take that action plan. You will be so glad you did. You're the spiritual leader of your home. So it is up to you, and we encourage you to do that. We're so glad you joined us today for this Wingman Men's Moment. Until next time, this is Wingman Out. Thanks again for joining us for the Wingman Nation Men's Moment Podcast. If you would like to get connected to Wingman Nation, visit our website at wingmannation.com. And don't forget, we'll be continuing on the Jesus and Masculinity series next week.